Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer, Mickey James, and I talk about the word respect in the world of pro wrestling. Also, we get into Roxanne Perez being your new NXT Women's Champion, and then we speak to your AEW World Tag Team Champions, the acclaimed, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I yeah. don't think Booker, because he's so excited, I don't think Booker has gone to sleep yet. Yeah! Like, think- <laughs> that was, how did that sound? Was it the same? That I didn't know which one was Booker I've- and which one was you. I thought you were clearing that corn muffin out of your throat. I told you guys, I just woke up. I'm surprised. I almost didn't make it this morning, but I kicked out strong just for y'all because I couldn't miss your beautiful faces this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask, let me ask, because, you know, we do have a live microphone in Greg DeHammer Valentine's car because, as you know, wow. Greg Valentine is always traveling from city to city in, in mm. our great country. And I know I Greg tuned in to NXT last night. Greg, what did you think of uh, Booker's commentary last night? <laughs> he loved it. He loved it. Greg Gammer, Valentine, Hall of Famer. But I, I, And Booker, listen, Booker's a legend. Who am I to say anything about Booker? But he does bring the passion. He does bring the excitement on the microphone during the broadcast. <laughs> this is going to be one of those shows. I can't wait to watch. <laughs> yes. Roxanne Perez, because we're on that. Like, think about Booker, and 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 obviously we're having fun with Booker and his commentary from last night because he was so passionate and he was so excited. But Mickey, like, he trained, you know, Roxanne Perez. I'm sure there was a time where he brought her in where she wasn't sure about her future or where it was going to go or what it was going to happen. And you know that he had to be so proud to be sitting on commentary last night when she won that championship. Oh my god. Well, and I think it's too is because he's been training her for so long. If you if you remember, she started training as a kid, you know, so he's literally helped her grow up in not just the business but in life. Um and to see her become so successful and I and I know he was always rooting for her because even when she came for that tryout like I I think that he's always going to keep an eye on her because that is like his child. Like, you know, there's an immense amount of um, joy, I think, as a trainer uh, that you find when you when someone, when one of your students succeeds, 
And if you see and something in one of these students and you're like, you're really pulling for them and then they go and they do even above and beyond your expectations, you know? So I'm sure there was a lot of mixed emotions, but it felt like a real, like I said it, but it was like, it wasn't just like, Oh, this, the, your coach, your team coach. It was like a dad reaction, you know, like a natural dad reaction of like watching his child, like win. And he just, I think that's why he just got lost in it. Yeah. And I think, and I, and you're, I love what you just said, Mickey, because it's so true. When you have that type of moment, you're not thinking about what's coming out of your mouth. You're just so excited. Sometimes it's going to be just craziness coming out of your mouth because you're so excited and you're, you're so caught up in the moment. Yeah. (laughs) Dave, uh, if you look at this weekend, uh, the 49ers, Brock Purdy, third string quarterback, his dad, his mom. And I love when they do it in sports all the time. Um, he, you literally see his father crying as his yep. son is quarterbacking the four, and he then becomes the first kid to ever defeat Tom Brady on his debut. You know, and it was just those emotions. And when you are a trainer, and when you do help people along the way, absolutely, you feel that. Uh, you feel that connection. You're like, oh wow, like because if he wasn't there, if he wasn't there for guidance, this moment wouldn't have happened for her. Yeah, right. and you know, there's also a lot of. Booker's a great trainer and I mean, Booker pushes for his talent all the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but he's also been successful at it. And, you know, like, like I said, to think about, think about her journey. And he also knows her journey. I mean, they talked about it when she first came, those bus rides uh, that she had to Booker T school at her age or, you know, not going to prom, I believe just mm-hmm. because of like a wrestling show. I mean, it's, she was a it's kid. an amazing, yeah, yeah. it's an amazing she's story. High school. I mean, like she's, what was she 16 when she first started training? No. Younger than that? When she when she first started going to Booker School, I thought like she was 16. I think she was. I think she was about 16 yeah. years old when she first started training. Yeah. You have to sacrifice. So he had to a probably lot. a promise to her parents too that she wouldn't get hurt, you know? She's just a kid. She's still got her whole future ahead of her. And she's chasing a dream, a wrestling dream which we all know in the wrestling business. I mean, I remember when I first and I was a, technically not maybe not mentally an adult when I first signed up for wrestling, but I remember my mom going like, okay, but what else are you going to do? You know, like, well, well, what else? Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, Oh no, this is it. It's, I'm going to do this. You know, it was terrifying. So imagine that as, as a 16 year old, like parents at 16, you have to sign a waiver that it's, you know, you, that you're that if your child gets hurt, that you're not going to, you know, sue, sue, you know, Ben, you're, you're trusting this, you know, your trainer and and good on them for, for picking someone like Booker, you know, and he has had a lot of success. And this is why I always say to talent who um, want, or people who want to get in the wrestling business, I was like, find a wonderful school and a wonderful trainer, because there's a lot of bad wrestling schools out there with a lot of bad wrestling trainers yeah no offense guys but have been wrestling for three years and they're trying to teach you how to make money in the business they cannot do it they can't they're still learning themselves you know so go to a credible school booker's school bubba's school devon school there's a a lot there's a long list of them of really great schools in this country and all over the world that have people that have been there done that got a t-shirt and can show you the right way on how to do it right agreed 
and I'm still I waiting at, for you to be an adult, uh, by the way, Mickey. I still don't think you've matured to that adult. Uh, mm, well, the problem is I grew up in the business, so yes. it's never oh, going to no. happen for me. Well, well but Mickey, uh, something that you <laughs> Sorry, said about Roxy. Booker. Think about think there. about Booker T right now. Last night, you know, Roxy, you know, I keep calling her Roxy, Roxanne Perez. I know. You know, wins that NXT Women's Championship. And then on Saturday, Athena, who he also trained, won the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. That must, you know, the last few days must be so great for Booker because as much as it is being a Hall of Famer and as much as it is being a commentator for the WWE and all the accolades that he's made for himself, to be able to pass that on, because you guys know this, just because you are great, and Tommy, obviously with your career, amazing. Mickey, same thing. That's not going to make you a great teacher or a great mentor. It's very difficult. Not a lot of athletes can make that transition. Booker has been able to make that transition. Yes. You have to have a missed amount of patience and, you know, it's hard not to get frustrated when you love the business so much when you see people doing stuff wrong. And, you know, you have to be able to articulate that correctly for someone to hear it and understand it to then take away and go fix whatever they're doing, you know, and you have to repeat yourself so many times because you're going to see the same mistakes from the same people over and over and over and over again. On a daily basis, you see it. Right. Tommy, how'd you do it? Uh, I had two uh, trainers, two other wrestlers helping me. And because I couldn't get in there, plus I'm on the road a lot. Right. I would watch, observe, and then kind of from the second part of it was that's when I would take over. um, Once they got through the bumps and the rolls and the chain wrestling and always like stepping in when I had to. And then when I was helping out at a... Bubba's school, they were um, progressing at a at a quicker pace. And I mean, it's also where you see people. I mean, you do listen, you do change lives. I mean, we had a kid who lost 120 pounds mm-hmm. in a year and it changed his life. Uh, or you like Mickey said, everyone's trying to find this wrestling dream. Not everybody's going to make it when we're looking at people like there's some people like, man, they may never make it, but you don't want to tell them, hey, guys, you're not going to make it. You know, um, it, it's it's just different and you have to be uplifting and positive. But then you also have to tell them like the realism of all this. Hey, you're going to have to do this. Hey, you're not going to you know, be making money for a long, long time. Right. Or you have to become the best and to be the best. That's with your body. That's with your mind. And that's with your in-ring ability. And you have to, and you then going to go out there and, you know, for, for this woman, though she's young in age, she's already has experience. I mean, Mm -hmm. she burst onto television and she was TV ready. Yeah. Because I I didn't watch Ring of Honor. I had heard about her when I I remember we were in Texas when I saw her, she wrestled Deanna Perrazzo. And I Mm -hmm. said, I did not know you. I want to, I I view people as like, and I'll, I'll joke and I'll say, you're a book. I'll walk past so many different books or magazines on a news rack. What gets my attention? And then I'll stop and I'll look at that. And then I go, I pick, I watched her wrestle. I go, not only did I pick it up, I started turning the pages and then I went and I purchased that book. That's somebody offering you a contract. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to, if you're a talent, Hey, okay. I'll get noticed from my look. 
then my in-ring work makes me turn the page and then what I'm doing, whether or not I want to purchase that book. Because if you look at it, when you walk by a, you know, a magazine rack or a bookstore, there's millions of books, just like there's right. millions of wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But she she has it and we've seen it. And and to be, like I said, TV ready, and that's you know training at Booker's. Booker, I've been to his school. Booker has an excellent school and he but has his own TV little as TV well. show. Does it, yeah. He shoots TV as well, so it helps to get you. It reminds me of like how OVW would do like in the sense that they would shoot you for TV. So you were already prepared for the camera angles and the hard cam. And, you know, you are getting exposed on a smaller scale to television audience, but you can then understand and start to get some of that feedback from the audience on a much smaller level to kind of like desensitize yourself to the fact that sometimes people are not nice. Um, And sometimes they're wonderful to you as well, but uh yeah, I remember when I was booking Empower and Roxy, I was looking at. So I did see her wrestle and she was doing the stuff with Ring of Honor. It's right before she won the championship and talking to Maria and Maria was booking Ring of Honor at the time or whatever. And um, so it didn't end up working out there. But I finally met her at that tryout, Tommy. And I'll t- I told her and I'm saying this now, but Scott probably would have stabbed me in the eyeball. But I was like, I hope I don't see you back here you know because she just you could just see it i was like this girl this girl's about to take off and she's so young and she's got the whole world at her feet and she's going to be one of the biggest stars in wrestling like one of the biggest stars in wrestling yeah the cool thing too i mean i know what you're saying but like with how it is with impact there went she was open and honest about hey i have a wwe tryout and we were everybody cool go Hopefully it works it. out for you. If not, come on back. It wasn't like, no, stay with us. You know, right. it, it's much different vibe than how the industry used to be, which is well, because cool. I think too, we rec like we recognize and it's like if she goes there, you know the what she's gonna learn if she goes to NXT. She's only gonna be get better and yep. better and better. And the how this wrestling business works is it always comes full circle and you could end up anywhere at any time or whatever. And so the better she gets everywhere she goes and then she decides to come back and like, it's, it's a win-win for everyone, right? Like you don't want to stagnate anyone's growth or development and there's no better place as a performer to like sharpen all of your tools. than Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors. No prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer. Thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. There. 
If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Bapchick's Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Bapchick's Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. You know, Paul, our producer, puts together a rundown of what we're going to be talking about during the course of the show. And then you take that rundown, Mickey, and you know what you do with it? You throw it out the window. That's right. You rip it up (laughs) and you throw it right out the window, as you said, because that's the beauty of our Busted Open Nation is that, hey, when you have people like Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James, there's going to be questions. And it's yeah. going to direct the conversation in a completely different way. That's the beauty of this show. That's the beauty yeah. of radio. And, Mickey, you were talking about about the blood, sweat, and tears that it takes to be a professional wrestler. Like, we started off the show. You know, we're going to get back out to the nation because I know a lot of nation members want to talk about Roxanne Perez and her winning the NXT Women's Championship. But think about her story. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, she started – uh, training with Booker T at the age of 16. You know, at the age of 16, what are you doing at night and on the weekends? You're hanging out with your friends. You're going to dances, sweet 16s, you know, proms, everything else. You know, to be a professional wrestler, to train to be a professional wrestler, you have to sacrifice all that. There's a lot of sacrifice right. that goes in to just starting out, Mickey, in this business, not much less being actually in the business and the travel and the toll that it takes on your body. Well, and I think that people forget that. And I, and I, I never wanted to come off this because I'm so grateful for our fans. And, and I think that we do a really great job of still protecting the business on this show and like not overexposing and not giving away too much. But even the terminology, the terminology was something that I wasn't taught the terminology straight away because I wasn't in the business long enough. And I wasn't that you weren't for sure if I was going to stick around. So even there was terms and and things that I learned well a year or two years in the business that I had no idea of like being smartened up or what different things meant because if you can't learn down to to fall down correctly you don't deserve to learn what kayfabe really is you know and and all of these things and because it's become more out there I think it gets frustrating for people who have wrestled especially when they came up or if they have a trainer that with that mentality of like, wait, you don't, you don't have the right to use those terms because I had to earn the right to use those terms, you know? Um, so, and obviously everything evolves and it's different now, but uh, it is a, it is a, you know, a fine edge sword, I think, because there's good and, and bad aspects on both sides. To answer the caller's question, in my opinion, there was nothing wrong for what the fan had said. Right. Uh, I'm not going to get into a, a pissing contest with Bully because, like, Bully and I have some issues that you had yes. to be part of a meeting. And Eddie and, hey, we have to agree to come on and work on the show when we are not getting along. We joke about it, but, hey, these are real-life situations where two people don't get along, but we have to work together. And we mm-hmm. weren't working together uh, because of stuff that's going on in the world of wrestling. So that is one issue. Um, like Mickey said, man, it, it's 
we don't try to expose, we try to educate. And Mm -hmm. there's so many, it's, you're talking to people from different times. I'll, I'll give you one thing that if I ever did this when, or in front of my trainer, my trainer would have beaten me up. And like, that's like asking wrestlers to take pictures with them, like at indie shows. Never did. I still don't take pictures with people, Tommy. And I'm so mad. Agreed. That's what I'm I'm trying to say. And that's the progress. Like I have maybe two pictures of me and Dusty Rhodes and there's always somebody else in it. And he was my hero. The reason I got into wrestling. I'm that for some people. Mickey's that for some people. When people ask me to take pictures, I say, sure, all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I literally have announced to the locker room, hey, guys, it's picture time with Tommy Dreamer. And the entire locker room will line up because I know that's special, as well as I remember like being on a card and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sharing a locker room with boom, whoever that person is. And like for me, that was my WrestleMania moment. Right. Because like I grew up watching this person on television. I can't believe I'm just I'm on the opening match of a card. I remember what that feels like. And like I also, because wrestling so long, I also know for a lot of people, that's going to be their WrestleMania moment. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. And that's okay. And I tell people, hey, if you don't make it great, guess what? You have still tried to better or you still tried to follow a dream. And whether it works out or it doesn't, somebody still paid a ticket to see you. Somebody's bought your merch. It's a different and you get to go out on the weekends and have fun and do something Mm -hmm. that you've loved and travel and do all those things. But back in the day, if I did that, forget about it. I've told stories of you would walk up to the wrestler. you It was speak when spoken to. And if you would even wrestle. Even the shake your hand. Do you know that's another thing which I would have. Oh, my God, my trainer any they we would have gotten our ass kicked the new person you know if you were the new talent in the locker room doesn't matter how long you've been wrestling I mean unless you're a legend icon whatever you walk in in any locker room it is your duty to walk around and, and introduce yourself to people to say hello my it's a that's not even a worker that's not even a wrestler um respect thing that's a human being yes thing and That's the if you go to work at a regular this job <laughs> past weekend, I literally had to walk up to someone who was trying out and introduce myself. And in my mind, I go. My trainer. I would have not had matches for months. I would have been sitting there. I would have been called a mark, an idiot. Like, how dare you disrespect a locker room? You don't walk into a locker room and and sit down in a chair when uh, someone else who's working on the show is standing, block the monitor at the gorilla position when the top talent can't get to the monitor to see what's going on if it's the only time ta- uh, monitor available. And there's like all these like little things. Or even that, be in the gorilla position. Or even be in the gorilla position in the first place. But certainly you don't just <clears throat> willy-nilly hang out all day, eat catering, drink coffee and never introduce yourself. Or, you know, when that was just a, you would have gotten kicked out of the locker room. You would have never been welcomed back. You would, they would have been like, Oh, who is that person? I don't know. They never introduced themselves to me. So 
well, guess what? They're never coming back. That's not a thing anymore. Like the fact that top talent has to go introduce themselves. And I know it's terrifying as a young talent. I know it's terrifying to go up to anyone and say, hi, my name is. But that is a human being thing that you should be taught in elementary school and whatever of just communication skills and introducing yourself and why we still have to have that conversation is crazy to me. It's not even a respect thing. That's just like a weird thing that I go like, where did that, that's how far removed we are from the, the respect in the business that we were taught and we were brought in to where it's kind of at now. And if you have a wrestling school out there and if you're not teaching your talent, that is the first thing you do when you walk in a locker room, then you should probably shut your doors because it's annoying. Dave, I always will equate it to (laughs) you're a friend of a friend who's going to a birthday party or a wedding. Right. And it's like, if you're at the birthday party, you don't go and take the first piece of cake. No, because you're a friend of the friend. I saw people who weren't working and I'm talking this weekend and they weren't working They were there working, but there was contracted wrestlers that didn't have food yet. But then there was people who were there that were extras and they had food. They Mm -hmm. took the food. And I was just like, it would have been slapped. Old school me would have knocked the food out of. Right. And I would have had a, a mob of wrestlers behind me and be like, you have to leave if you want to continue. And like this is like when we talk about or they don't know this is adam shine host of the adam shine podcast here to tell you you can listen to my podcast all year round i'll give you my nfl picks against the spread give you fantasy advice all season long while being joined by the best guests in all of sports he's aaron Rodgers of the green bay packers this is what i expect you know i expect to play well every year we release episodes of the adam shine podcast every week Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, including with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. You know, the things that I love about Max and Anthony is that they always know where they came from. They understand about respect because the the whole foundation of our show this morning is about respect. They get respect because they are respectful, and it's so proud to have both of them on this morning. So, guys, you know, congratulations on all the success. You have things trending. You have signs. You have scissors. You have championship (laughs) titles. This has been an exciting 2022 for both of you. Yes. Hey, wait a minute here. (laughs) (laughs) You get it. Scissoring is not a friendship. I don't know what that is. Right. Yeah. I know. I love it. Love it. it. It's been a great year for the acclaimed. Um, talk about where we started in January. We wrestled Sting and Darby in Washington, D.C. And then 10 months later, same exact arena, we do National Scissoring Day. And the whole entire arena has scissors, is chanting for us. They're, they're with us in that moment. So that's a kind of cool full circle thing that we've done just in the calendar year. And the year's not even over. Uh, we're going to keep going and we're going to keep getting bigger and better. Yeah. I think uh, the most exciting thing is, is we're just getting started. I think you guys know how creative Max and I's minds are. And um, what you saw is just a little snippet of the things that we have in mind. Um, it's going to be a very, very exciting 2023, but we still got to finish off 2022 strong. 
Well, you guys did it the right way. Uh, you paid your dues within the company. We watched you grow on television through injury, through uh, everything to now. And I said, it, and I'm not joking, it's a, what you guys have become. You got there through hard work, but it's a movement. And, it, you know, you, you've seen it where, you know, the Phillies, people are hitting home runs and celebrating, you know, by scissoring. It's a really, really cool thing that you guys have done. But as wrestling fans, you know how passionate you are because we're also wrestling fans ourselves. Like, could you ever have imagined yourselves? Like, if you could sit back, like, think of where you are uh, today. I would say yes, but we didn't think it would come this quickly, at least on my end, because we were always we were always planning of when we get to this is our next goal. When we get here, this will happen. When we get here. We can do this by 2023. We do this by 2024. We like to set goals for ourselves. We have team meetings uh, every week if we need to um, discuss stuff, discuss what we need to do strategy wise for the day. Um, but all of a sudden just kind of poured on a lot of that too is thanks to to the addition of Daddy Ass and his guidance and, and support of us over the last couple of months. I think we've become such a fun unit and the people can see how much fun that we're having every single week um, because we like to be out of the box. We don't want to do everything the same as everybody else every single week. And Billy is right along with us for that. Yeah, it's been so so cool like i i don't know when i was training to be a wrestler i could never envision what we've done now right to have people bringing things to the arena for us to have them like hang on our every word to be with billy gunn in a same in the same group like that's crazy right he signed an autograph for me when i was a kid which i it's like a memory that i just remembered and i'm like Wow, that's even that's crazy. So so it's been a lot of uh, like weird self-reflecting moments um, when I like sit back and think, but I don't really take too much time to do that because it's always foot on the gas. Yeah. What's the next thing? How could we uh, provide the fans with with more entertainment and more fun? Um, I, I, there's a reason why we are the top merch sellers, the, the, the top team in the company is because the fans relate to us in some odd way. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but they relate to us and we relate to them and we love them and everyone loves the acclaimed. I will say that adding where Billy into the faction, like it really leveled it up to a different for me, but I'm assuming that for you guys, because Billy's such like a tag team specialist and he's so smart and he's brilliant, but he's also an entertainer. And it really like just I'm sure that you guys are learning constantly under him. Um, but has that been awesome? I'm sure I'm sure does he always have advice for you guys or how's that? Always, always. Yeah. And he's always right. <laughs> Which yeah. is the best part. Yeah. You know, there's a little <laughs> snip and like, hey, maybe we'll attack his leg. Maybe we'll do this. We could do this a certain way. And he goes, No, do this. And we go, okay. <laughs> Right. And we go out, we do it, and it's like, huh, he was right. <laughs> right. It just happens every single time. And um, and he's in no way, shape, or form like um any kind of control thing. He just he wants to help and he wants to have right. fun. And even in the like certain segments, he'll just sit back and go, I trust you guys, I'm right along uh, for the ride with you. So it's such a good dynamic from a creative standpoint and all the way down to like, even like psychology and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And just having him ringside, think about last week against FTR. I, that, that was a match where like we had to go in and prove ourselves by ourselves against FTR who people call the best tag team in wrestling. And just to have him there and the fans 
just just getting behind him and getting behind us. And if he wasn't there, there's an element of um, support and interaction that's that's lost because we have to focus on wrestling. He's going to be out there when he hears something from that crowd. He's going to go go get it for us. And right. and and he's he's been real real valuable in that aspect too. So he he in a certain way carries us through these matches uh, where we are proving ourselves, you know, FTR is a tough team, but you know, we had most of the crowd during that match, right. even though they're the second That's most true. popular team. In AEW. Right. You know, it's, and it's he's also been a great father figure. And you can, as you saw from the uh, daddy ass birthday bash that we've officially been adopted by Billy. Um, he's been a great dad too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, as Tommy said earlier, you know, the scissoring is over huge uh, with the fans. Uh, my wife and I scissor uh, after every dynamite on Wednesday night. Um, when did tells you... us about it. And I have to say, we don't maybe just the cliff notes. We don't need all the details. Hey, listen, I share <laughs> I share everything here on Busted Open. Um, but when when did you guys realize like, wow, like the, we have gotten to that point where we now know this is over with the fans? I think it was all out. I mean, it was confirmed at the, the National Scissoring Day when that was trending all day and, and that Max was describing earlier, the crowd was just absolutely insane for it. But I think it was all out where um, at the pay-per-view against Swerve in Our Glory, I was in there with Swerve and you know I was trying to wrestle him down to the ground and keep him down. And all of a sudden we hear the, oh, scissor me daddy chant going on. And I think that both of us, even Swerve, as much as I dislike him, we just forgot that we had to wrestle each other because we were kind of like, huh? <laughs> what, what's happening? <laughs> and um, that's when it really kind of caught on. Like this is, we knew it was grown in popularity because we saw the signs. We we had the the meet and greets where we're scissoring for three, four hours, the double scissors, chain scissors, you know, over the top scissors, all kinds of scissoring for hours. And, you know, that that crowd response at All Out was kind of the, the I guess, the last piece that kind of pushed us over the edge. Because now every time we go out there, you know, Max and I are, you know, we're, we're, we want to have fun. But when we get in the ring, it's very serious. We're trying to win. Mm -hmm. But we can't wrestle until we let the crowd sing because they, they want to sing, oh, scissor me, daddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so yeah. That, that, that was a great match. I, I remember that moment when you guys were in the ring and they wouldn't stop chanting. And I had to get off the apron and walk over to Billy and scissor him to get them to just stop. And, and they, 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 the, the crowd exploded, uh, which was, you know, great. It's what they wanted. But if I hadn't have done that, I don't know if they would have stopped. And that's, that's like a, a real, a real crazy thought where that crowd was so, so into it that like we had to tell them like, guys, the match is in the ring. We love you. You love us. We're going to scissor for you real quick, but let's get back to this because we, we want these titles here. Um, but when, when it was like confirmed to be over, I, again, I go to national scissoring day. I want to say that's the most, the proudest moment of my career is that for that 15 minutes, all those thousands of people in that arena, in that one city were working in unison and, no one had any problems. Everybody was on the same page. Doesn't matter what you believe, who who you support in life, but everyone supported the acclaimed and the acclaimed supported everyone in that moment. And I think that's like the unity that I wanted to accomplish with that, you know, uh, a speech that we did to that day. So um, I think scissoring day. Yeah. When we had a whole thing about scissoring. Yeah. It's great. 
That was so, awesome. It was an awesome day. Um, two things f- for me. You said it great. We were the world was united, and if you really think about it, for two guys, well, three, to have everybody in unison singing, all like getting lost in a, in a segment where there was no hate, there was no not. It was it was beautiful. It was beautiful mm-hmm. in its art form for what you guys accomplished. And then, cause I did see when it was natural, there was a, a few people like wanting to jump on, you know, the negative bandwagon. And then when Anthony, you were just like, it's a gesture. It's a way of people to connect. I was like, what a great friggin' thing to just tell people to rake everybody's eyes. Like I remember when UFC was banned, they tried throwing ECW into the extreme human cockfighting. They actually <laughs> described us as, and we were like, we're professional wrestling, dude. Like, leave us alone. Leave us out of this barbaric world of UFC because they were try- they didn't understand it. But when you break down people's barriers just to be like, man, this is great entertainment. And you guys accomplished yeah. that, which is such kudos to you guys. Um, my other part is if you really think about what you guys and I, and I said this before, you're the new new age outlaws and you everybody still will be like, suck it because of what we grew up with. You guys are going to be that for a whole new generation of, of wrestling fans and wrestlers. And then the fact that you have Billy there, who is part of both these movements right. is just why I love wrestling so much. Yeah. And when you get older, like me, you will experience it and appreciate it. So, so much just because you're like, Hey man, we changed an industry real, real quick which is dope to friggin' happen. That's so dope. Yeah, thank you. I was going to ask if you had a scissor line coming at, if you have a scissor line or one in the works. um, This this is, this is. Sell like hotcakes. I think you could do children's scissors and they're the safety scissors. You could do the big (laughs) scissors, like the big, and those could be the the daddy scissors, you know? (laughs) Um, So world's possibilities. Funny you say this because for the team meeting today, I legitimately wrote down kids scissors for back to school. I was yes. like, what, what if, what if we had pink scissors with, you know, maybe not our face. That's kind of weird, but <laughs> it just some acclaimed scissors for kids. To oh, go they could say to it down. I mean, I have to, I have to buy my son's kid scissors all because they have to be a certain type for school. Right. But the plastic, yeah. Yeah. I thought safety scissors because they're cute and they could be safe for the children. <laughs> right. We, we can't be selling blades out there. To, to <laughs> no, 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 no. They have to be. <laughs> the people will frown upon that. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, guys. Because, you know, you know for, for so long, you guys were working to get to this point in your careers. And now you've, you've excused the pun, acclaimed fame. So how have you been able to do that? How have you like transitioned to now, you know, you walk out on the street, you leave in an arena, you 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 get noticed, you get recognized. How has that been for you too? Um it's certainly picked up. I've scissored people in airports, I've scissored people in hotels, malls, uh bathrooms. I I scissored a man to tears a couple weeks ago. Wow. <laughs> he cried. Um, so it, it's, it, it happens everywhere. Uh, actually it was just at dinner the other night at a, where do we go? A cheesecake factory, but with Michael, <laughs> I was walking to my table and I just saw two fingers spring up at the tables I walked by. So it's, 
uh, it's growing. And, you know, like you said earlier, you saw in the World Series, you see the, the NBA, there's a couple teams that were scissoring before the game. It's it's really, really cool to see people connect with it that much. There's people, we get tweets every single day with them photo, uh, with photos of them scissoring like their dog, scissoring their mom, scissoring their kids, scissoring their whole family, group scissors, like I said earlier. Group it, scissors. It inspires us to keep going and to, to keep creating because, you know, people are enjoying it. And um, the best part of professional wrestling is connecting with people. And then we do these meet and greets and people come up to us with these incredible stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. Is, are they? Yeah. Let me see if I got this right. Are they simping on you, the fans? <laughs> are they Maybe simping? Stop. Is that it? No. Isn't that, 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 isn't that the Simping on some scissors. Okay, no, because I, I'm trying to use the new lingo for you know song, going into 2023. I know what you mean, Vicky. Thank you. I don't. No, know I'm sorry, Dave. What'd you say? Trying to stop. Sim- this guys, just pay no attention to him. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to use the. I'm trying. Listen, I'm a 51 year old man. I'm trying to use some current lingo, but never. But Dave, never we mind. taught you this last time. You're failing. I know that, but that was like a year ago. Those words aren't in anymore. I got to come up with some new terminology for 2023. Well, keep working on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying, for God's Fine. sake. Go ahead. Words are hard for our radio host, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that moment where you said, oh, I had to hop off because they weren't going to stop chanting. Um, that's amazing that you can have people in the palm of your hands like that. I mean, that's what I think we focus so much on the wrestling and like, oh, we have to have these incredible because we as performers like judge ourselves at such a high level of like the aspect but we all pray for that level of fan engagement where they're just reacting and you're doing nothing like that's a special that's a different level of over right so um i know it's it, it could be frustrating but i'm like oh i think that you should eat that up and make them do it more and take less bumps what <laughs> did i say that out loud but <laughs> maybe it's, it, it's no, it's I get what you're it's, yeah. it's definitely um, a goal to have this be a thing that like it replaces the handshake in life. Right. Think about that. Yeah. Think about accomplishing that. No more dead fish. No, Man, no, more dead fish. no, no more dead fish. No more fist bumps. No more weird interactions. Just throw up the two fingers. What are we doing? Right. We're going to scissor. So, it, once once that moves into society, I, I think we've become immortal. Like, and, and this is a, a weird high concept thing I'm talking about right now. But we call ourselves the new legends. We're not the new new age outlaws. We're not the new this that. We are the new legends in wrestling because of what we've been able to accomplish just this year. And once we won the titles, I told Anthony if we have a full year of just focused energy on getting this to be the most popular thing in wrestling and the most popular thing in the world, we're set for life. Yeah, we're, we're now the scissor guys. We are synonymous with scissors. <laughs> Could, the inventor of scissors is not synonymous with scissors. Think about that. Oh, well, so so think- there, there, there's a lot we want to accomplish here that's way beyond wrestling. And I, I, I really think that we're well on the way. And I, but I, but I, but it does come back to wrestling. I don't want it to be lost in the fact how great your matches have been. The match you had with FDR, as you meant, that was slaps, right? You know, the match that you had 
Wait, wait, did I use it right? I was can't. that the right? I just did I, when I, hello? <laughs> hello? It me? was slaps, is what you said? Yeah, like the matching the PR. It was exceptional. <laughs> But like, but as as much as you are known for the scissoring, and as much as that has gotten over, at the end of the day, you guys can step into a wrestling ring and have a type of match like you guys had with FTR. There is the foundation there. There is substance to everything that you guys do. Well, absolutely, we're two great professional wrestlers. I think we yep. we've come a long way since we started. We were really good when we came in. We proved we were elite, and as the years went on, um, and our experience grew, we got more comfortable. Just performing on television in general, comfortable with each other. We've been showing the world that we're really good pro wrestlers. And we knew that from the very, very, very beginning. Like I said earlier, we like to have fun. We like to do all the shenanigans and such. But when we get in the ring, it's very, very serious business because we are the champions. We represent the tag team division. We represent the company. We represent ourselves. And we represent all the homegrown talent on the roster as well. Yeah, true. They look at us different now, too. Like They want to know what, what to do now. And... Um, if we could pass that on, that would be great. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that... That's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.